Sports. With me is my great friend and good uh, co-host, Joe Bitts. Well, we haven't started yet, John. Oh. Well, we're just on live on TikTok. Okay, we're still live on TikTok. So we are still live on TikTok. So uh, bear with us till we get this thing going. So for the last three months, we've had 200,000 migrants, illegal migrants arrested. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden, remember, President Biden said in the late winter, early spring, that this was just seasonal. We'll see this all the time. Well, this is the, the worst part of the summer because it's hot. Yeah. It's in the 100 degrees. So we're seeing an uptick each month. What's going to happen when we get to the cooler months? And Joe Biden still hasn't gone to the border because Fox News reporter Peter Ducey asked Jen Psaki, we looked up our records and we found no record of Joe Biden ever as president, vice president, senator, or private citizen gone to the border. Kamala Harris, the vice president placed in charge, she's been to the border once. But she was in like the lightest area of the border. Correct. She didn't go to Del Rio, Texas, or the the, the, the closest part of the United States to Mexico where most of the migrants and illegals are going to. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of issues that need to be discussed, and the president's not taking it serious. Now you have that incident with the Border Patrol, the horse, and the so-called rain, and you had every Democrat complain, oh, how I'm appalled at the treatment, but they're not appalled at the, the conditions that these migrants are living in. It's only stopping someone from coming across the border. Yeah. So we've got the infrastructure thing going. That's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts on that. There's three parts to it. There's the $1.1 trillion infrastructure bill that passed out of the Senate in a bipartisan fashion. That one strictly is for bridge, roads, highways, and other aspects, broadband. That that made it to the House, and it's been sitting in the House because um, Democratic Speaker Nancy Pelosi refuses to bring it up until the Senate passes the $3.5 trillion human infrastructure. That's a massive expansion of the family child credit, the family leave, the major expansion to Medicare, and now we're looking at how we, how they're going to pay for it. Now, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia put an op-ed into the Wall Street Journal about two weeks ago, and he said he's not going to vote for it. He wants to put a break on it because he, we, we've already spent $5 trillion on credit, because we don't have the money. It's on credit mm-hmm. just for the, the, the latest coronaviruses bills that passed last year and the last one passed, I think, in February, March. Yeah. So he's like, well, what happens next year? What if there's a recession? What if there's an international incident? What if there's another pandemic and we wasted all our money now? Where's all this money coming from? And yeah. considering our debt is $28 trillion, we got to be careful how we spend this money. I've heard of th- kind of a theory that they're just over pricing something so it doesn't get like sold. Like if you were gonna if you were gonna sell a car but you didn't want to get rid of the car, you would just make it some astronomical price because you know somebody would not pay that much for the car, and then you're like, oh, I get to keep it because no one wants to pay that. What if the House or the Senate, with they're kind of blowing this bill up, like? 1.5 could be enough. But whether they're like, let's get 3.5, where they know that the Senate or the House is not going to pass it because it's a ridiculous amount, they kind of wean it out to like 2022, where they know that they're probably, where the Democrats probably know they're going to lose the House. 
Okay, and then the bill doesn't get passed anyway. But they could say, "Look, we look, we tried, we tried to get well, this, see, we tried thing, to get this three point five trillion, but they wouldn't do it." But see, the the, the thing is, but the Democrats think they have a, a mandate. Joe Biden says, "I have a mandate to do this massive expenditure of funds to massively this like the it's one of the largest expansion of the entitlement and governmental programs since Great Society, if not the the, the New Deal of the nineteen thirties." The progressives think it's too small. They want to go much bigger. Now, the, the Committee for the Responsible Federal Budget stated that it's not really $3.5 trillion, It's actually $5.5 trillion because the math they're using to fund all this mm-hmm. is fuzzy. Now, I would just tell people, when was the last time government came with a, a program that came under budget and was right on the mark? That never. never happened. Yeah. Now, the other th- problem with this budget in the House, the and I can't think of his name right offhand, the ranking, excuse me, the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, which handles the financing for this massive expenditure, they haven't released the bill yet. Mm-hmm. They just, he really, he's got his numbers down on how they're going to pay for it, but he's not releasing it. Yep. The reason his statement is, I don't want the opposition to take hold. Mm-hmm. So, so far, now remember, we're going to, let's just say everything goes through it. We're going to pass a $3.5 trillion spending bill on top of the $1.1 trillion. Of the $3.5 trillion spending bill for the human infrastructure, it's never gone through the committees. The only thing the committees have done is mark it up to get the bill. But it hasn't gone through the, com- the subcommittees, the normal committee process, bring in your expert witnesses on both sides and put for and against. So they're going to pass a bill. And if it gets signed, it's going to get signed by President Biden. But nobody knows what's in it until they pass it, much like Nancy Pelosi said about the Affordable Care Act. You'll know what's in it after we pass it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, think about it. That's a lot of spending, and that's going to hit small business. Like one of the, the rules that they want to include in the $3.5 trillion is the Family Leave Act. Full pay. So if you have a like if you have a child like you did, you can take um, I don't know. Let's just say four weeks of uh, paid family leave. Mm-hmm. Well, a corporate America can absorb that cost. Small businesses can't. I work at a small business. They can't afford to have someone off paid for four weeks. So. And that's gonna that'll destroy the small businesses who are just trying to recover from the pandemic. Yeah, there are liberal tax groups and and conservative tax groups that this is going to hit the middle class to help pay for this. Mm-hmm. So, even though President Biden and the Democrats, oh, we're not taxing anybody who makes less than four hundred thousand. That's a fallacy. Now, okay, what about this whole six hundred dollar in your bank account thing? Democrats can do because remember, Democrats love the government. And they want the government more more government control over your life. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with the IRS looking into anybody's personal bank account without some type of warrant or reason why they're going in. But it's like we got a constitution. If you want to look at someone's bank account for for, for them doing nefarious reasons, you better have a reason to go in there. Yeah. Because think about it. That could open up. Oh, I want to look and see what he's doing or she's doing. Mm-hmm. We have laws and. 
I don't if the um, IRS has law enforcement that, that does investigations like that, they should go through the Constitution, and that's a clear violation of the Fourth Amendment places, and that includes bank accounts. So, is the president still facing any backlash due to Afghanistan, or is that just kind of lingering? That's more lingering. The Republicans are um, trying to look into it. The Democrats and uh, passed something in March which hinders the minority party from looking into anything that the president's doing and what he did in Afghanistan or didn't do or in the border. So it all depends who you look at for the Democrat, for the Republicans, it's a big issue for the Democrats. They want to move on to climate change. And we still got thousands of Americans still stuck in Afghanistan. Now, Anthony Blinken was on Capitol Hill last week Mm -hmm. in front of the house and in front of the Senate you know, Foreign Affairs and Foreign Relations Committee, and they asked him, and he still doesn't have the number of how many Americans are still left, mm-hmm. how many Visa card holders of, are still left out, Yeah, who we don't know. We're still working with the Taliban to facilitate that, but that's he doesn't know, and he seems like he's moving on. So is there a bill, I think we talked about this earlier, is there a bill that they're trying to pass Maybe like under our nose, like we we're not going to pay attention to it. Is that the, one of the infrastructure bills, the one point five? It's like, not that it's like under, they're trying to get into law. It's not that it's under our nose. Is the way they've done these things before? It was always you had to go to the subcommittees, the committees. You bring expert testimonies from both sides. Yeah. If, if you're in the minority party, then you get to bring your witnesses to counteract what the majority wants, and you go to compromise. They haven't done that. It's just gone to the committees, and the committees in secret wrote, you know, worked up the bill. So they're going to be coming to a vote because Nancy Pelosi called for a tentative vote on the 3.5 on um, on the 27th, which is Monday. Mm-hmm. But the progressives, led by Ocasio Cortez and others, you know, Representative Omar, Representative Presley, yeah, and, and others that we're not doing this. Unless the Senate passes the three point five trillion first, okay. So that's a big problem. We've got a big, big problem if they pass that without people looking at it. Yeah, that's what a democracy is. You can't just steamroll the minority. You need to open it up because if we spend three point five, or let's say it's actually five point five trillion, mm-hmm. that's going to crater the U.S. economy. Yeah, well, I think that's almost like their goal. It just seems like the Democrats and um, they're just like on this rampage of like just trying to <laughs> bury America as fast as possible. I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of succeeding, when you say? Well, the Democratic Party, at least the education, they, they believe we know what's best for your kids. Yeah. Don't question us. We know what's best for health care. Like... Mm-hmm. We both came from the Department of Defense. We're both Marines. Yeah. There's 22 million veterans in America. Mm-hmm. There's about 9 million of those 22 kind of use the health care system of the VA. Yeah. 6 million use it on a regular basis. If they can't handle the health care cost for, let's say, 22 million Americans or even the 6 million who use it on a regular basis, how is nationalizing the health care system – so the government controls and operates the healthcare system for 330 plus million Americans, and not to include those that are illegal. 
Because remember, during the, the first debate in June of 2019, when the moderator asked every one of the candidates, and Kamala Harris was there, so was Joe Biden, would your health care plan co- cover health care costs for illegal immigrants? And everyone on the stage put their hand up in the air. Yeah, which kind of gave them like a carte blanche. Hey, let's go run to the country. And, and they've been saying it ever since that come to this country. Look at California. They just had a recall. Yeah. Gavin Newsom won. So he they provide benefits to illegal immigrants. So their tax dollars are going there, and their infrastructure is horrid. Why aren't they dumping these immigrants over? Why are they, why are they leaving them in Texas or even sending them up more north? Why aren't they just dumping them in California? They want them. That's something I don't know, but it could be this is a way to punish Texas and Florida because now they got to cover the services for these individuals. Is it? Could they put enough people in there to kind of turn a blue, though? Is that is, well, that, is, that, is that an idea? Well, is, that, or is that kind of me like just kind of being a little? No, that was always an idea that they thought during the 2020 election that if they turned Texas blue, no, Republicans couldn't possibly win. Because the Electoral College, as much as the Democrats think it's rigged, we got to do this and that, we need to change it, the Electoral College favors the Democrats. Yeah. And the reason I say that, California is 54 electoral, well, 54, it, but it's 54. Let, let's be honest. It favors the Democrats until it doesn't work for them. Well, but see, but, but look at it from the electoral college standpoint. California is a big state, 54 electoral, that goes blue. Yeah. New York goes blue. They're 29. Then you got New Jersey. Pennsylvania is a kind of a swing state. It voted for Trump in 2016, flipped back Democrat. So they've got a lot of the big states that primarily go blue. Mm -hmm. Republicans have to have Texas. They can't win without Florida. If they lose Florida, they have to gain some other states. So the the math is easier for the Democrats than it is for the Republicans. Mm -hmm. Now, things could change. Every generation or two, there's always wave elections that flip the narrative. And right now, the working class is the party of the Republicans. Yeah. Because if you make under 100000 and you're a construction worker, a blue-collar worker, you're typically going to be Republican. Was, was it maybe turned around a little bit at one time? Was it the Democrats that were like the working class? Yeah, Democrats, because they were the, the blue-collar worker union class was Democrats. Mm-hmm. But over the years, especially in the last few years— the Democrats cater more to the urban elites, the coastal regions, the tech companies, government employees. I mean, like the public employees union is the largest union in the country. Yeah. They favor Democrats, where the Republicans are mainly the blue collar. Anybody that works with their hands typically is going to be a Republican. Mm-hmm. But who are the jobs that first to, are first to leave? And that is like when Joe Biden first came in, he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. That hurt blue collar energy sector jobs. Yeah. And that factors in why energy is so expensive. I mean, I know there's other factors, but when you limit the production and extraction of energy in your own country, and then you, you tell the other OPEC and Russia with caucuses with those OPEC Middle Eastern countries – can you increase production so we can keep our prices low? Yeah. So he's doing everything he can to hurt energy independence. That's why because of the um, hurricanes that went through the 
the Louisiana area were the Gulf states. That's why prices have gone up because they, they had to curtail energy production. Yeah. But if we had some other alternatives, we don't need to go outside the country. We can keep jobs here. Jobs numbers. Is there an increase? I mean, we could talk COVID again if you really want. Well, there, today there was an increase in the first-time jobless claims. Yeah. I think it went up to like well, a little over 300,000. So we'll have to see next Friday is what is the when they re- I think it's next Friday cuz that's the first and that's when they released the unemployment numbers for September. Now because of uh, the Delta variant and other factors, we'll have to see if the numbers are the same as last month, which wasn't a great month, or they come or the unemployment or job creation drops a little bit this is going to definitely hurt joe biden well i think everything is hurting joe biden but it, it, it's just it's i wouldn't say he's bulletproof but the prime minister came to visit joe biden and it's like i think they said it was the first time ever because usually the british get two questions the americans get two questions they shake hands and call it a day no questions were asked and, and even to the fact where they kicked out well there were two some, questions asked that was the British reporters asked two questions of Boris Johnson, the prime minister of England. When the American reporters tried to ask Joe Biden, he shoved them out. And that, I talked that, to a friend. That is crazy. That's like, you know, if, okay, I was thinking to have something maybe a, a little bit scary than you, scarier than it might, it might be. But the, who's ever kind of handling Joe Biden is actually stopping him from talking. So basically, the whole freedom of speech thing is not even maybe proposed. Joe Biden's maybe not doing anything. It's his staff around him that's telling him to shut up and not doing anything. Well, because when every time he speaks, yeah, he, buries he, he always says, these are the people they told me to call on. I was told not to take questions. Yeah. And then when he starts to go off cuff, they cancel his mic. Yeah. But the question is, there's a lot of things we need to know. What are you doing about the border? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you down at the southern border? What is your plan when they talk about we got to take care of the, the, the situation or the country of origin? Okay, how are you doing that? Yeah. Where's Kamala Harris? When it goes to the budget, is it $3.5 trillion or is it more $5.5 trillion? Mm-hmm. What taxes are you going to raise? How is this going to impact small business? If you say... Every business in America must provide four weeks. I don't know if it's four weeks, but let's just say four weeks of paid family leave. Can a small business of 10 employees pay somebody for four weeks not to work? It's, it's just there's no way. No. And then so we got a lot going on in Australia. And what a lot of people are asking is, is America comparable to Australia? What is your opinion about that? I mean, we're going that direction. We are. But can will we get there? We you can't. You can't say we won't. People are frustrated. Okay. But I'm saying, no, well, you're talking about the maybe the resistance side of Australia. I'm saying about the government coming in and saying, we're locking all this stuff down. Well, but we, look, You would definitely get some pushback, especially here in the States, would you not? You would, but look what's going on in this country. You go to college campuses. Free speech is curtailed. You, you One side can say what they want. The other side can't. But I think you're still in the past administration. I think no, that. No, no, I think that, on, I think under a Trump administration, yes, you know they were definitely monitoring. You can't say this, and you can say this. But now, it's almost like 
it's almost to a point where this administration is messing up so bad. No, it who's, is. Who's going to raise their hand and say, oh, I support this administration? It's never going to happen because it's so much – it's it's such a, a black mark on their, on them. So if you immediately protest something that somebody's saying – Oh, you're a Biden and Harris supporter. Well, no, but, you're but, the reason why we got into all no, this. No, but right now, even t- now, yeah, the constitutional scholar I always follow and mention, Jonathan Turley, said this just this, I think, today or yesterday. Yeah. You're still seeing it on college campuses. If you say something that progressives like, you're fine. They can say whatever they want. But if someone challenges them, we need to ruin you. We need to fire you. We need to kick you out of school. There was a, I was watching one of the, the cable news shows. There was a student at one of the law schools. He made it in, got good grades, was doing fine. He just questioned the, the vaccine. And he was told, you got to get out. We got to come. We got to, you got to go to psychiatric counseling and all this stuff. So for look, just questioning the vaccine, look what they're doing now. If you don't take the, my brother's part of this. Yeah. There's a, a police officer in, San Jose quit his job because he was told you must take this shot, get vaccinated, or otherwise lose your job. So uh, this is where we're going. To kind of go back a little bit, we did talk about the post office. Current, you know, I work at the post office, and I'm a letter carrier. And being a letter carrier, we are exempt from them mandating the shot for us. There was two ideas of why he might have exempt the um the carrier or the the six hundred thousand postal workers from doing that. One was speculated that maybe they said they weren't going to endorse him. Okay, put that aside. I don't think that really matters because I would think that at least half of the postal employees in that six hundred thousand would be conservative, just as much as there are uh, liberals because just because of the way the voting went. This no last year, yeah, but but, the, but look at the point you're making. If there's six hundred thousand, it doesn't matter their party affiliation. Yeah, if there's six hundred thousand postal employees, they're touching the mail and packages all the time. They're delivering mail to customers. Everywhere. I, I yeah. went out with you for a little bit, and just in the time I was with you, you interacted with four or five yeah. families. But you weren't. You don't have to be tested. Then you have. Well, since okay, since January, yeah, we've had 1.2 million migrants apprehended crossing that southern border. Yeah, they're not vaccinated. No. Many, I don't know the percentages, but many of them have the coronavirus. So they don't have to be vaccinated, but Americans have to. So another speculation was that maybe the union or the care the carriers union Ghana just kind of gave them money to be like, hey, we give you money t- for your campaign. You don't, you leave us out of this. That's, but, 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 that's one idea. That was another idea, too. But see, but the whole thing is just screwed up. Yeah. You have Canada. The border's closed with Canada. 70% of the Canadians are vaccinated. But yet, you cross the southern border, you don't have to get vaccinated. If you fly in from the United States, like I've done and you've done, you go to the airport, you go to the customs counter you take your passport out did you bring this in da, da, da. Mm-hmm. but you don't have to do that when you cross the southern border you can just enter the united states and they poof you out to the rest of the country that makes no sense so what i think i came to the conclusion of 
when it came to this, I think I found a reason why they're exempt. Now, you have 600,000 postal employees, and we're kind of shorthanded as is. So, like, right now, post offices throughout the country are kind of like in in a squeeze, maybe due to COVID, families having COVID, stuff like that. And a lot of people, if it's a kind of like a take it or leave it kind of situation, there's a lot of people just getting up and leaving. So if the post office kind of put that mandate on a bunch of them, there would be a bunch of people just to, hey, look, I'm close to my retirement. I don't need this stuff anymore. I'm out of here. And greatly reduce the post office you know, to like maybe like two thirds of what it is now. But see, and if but, that would, if that would happen, you would literally cripple the post office with that okay, many people leaving. That's you're right. It would cripple. But look at the logic you're telling and you're mandating. Every American should be vaccinated. If you aren't vaccinated, you could potentially lose your job. There's restaurants will say, if you're not vaccinated, you can't come into a restaurant. Yeah. But yet, you can use, like I said it again, you've shut the border with Canada when 70% of their citizens are vaccinated, but yet you allow over 1.1 or 1.2 million migrants illegally to cross the southern border. They're not vaccinated, they're not self self isolated, they're not wearing masks. And then you take them while they still have the coronavirus yeah. and you ship them all over the country. So maybe that's why the coronavirus has sprung up in Texas and Florida, mm-hmm. because they're accepting probably more of these illegal migrants than anybody else. But the numbers are going down. The numbers, For, they're, yeah, their numbers did spike because of the, of the Delta variant, but they're down. Okay, they're, they're going down now. They're going down now. But is there going to spike up in these other states? We don't know. Well, overall, and then so there was college football, and you got a whole bunch of like coeds hanging out in these like stadiums. They're drinking, having fun. Maybe they were vaccinated. Maybe they said they were vaccinated. No masks, stuff like that. They had a very nice chant for our president. If you want to go check that out, yeah, I, I heard that. But so after that, and like, you no, know, uh, Doctor Fauci was kind of be like. You know, this could have been a super spreader. This could have been another outbreak. So they look back two weeks after that first event, which is the 14 days for that virus to accumulate, and it's actually gone down. Well, but here's the other point. The government says you got to get vaccinated. You got to self-isolate. You got to do all this other stuff. But then you see the mayor of San Francisco who has a mask mandate, and she was caught at a nightclub. Then you have Barack Obama. She was feeling the vibe, John. Oh, yeah. Okay? yeah. Oh, yeah. That's feeling what she's saying. Belle Bib DeVoe. But say, okay, but then she, then you have Barack Obama, the former president, has a 600 or 400 person birthday party. There was no self isolation there. So basically, there's one standard for the elites. Oh, yeah. And the peasants have to fight. So this is what. But we, but saw see, that, we saw that at the Met Gala. We I saw know, that where the, the servants or the lower class had to wear masks while the elite don't. paraded around. But see, this is what angers people. This class of people is dictating to the other class you must do this, but I don't have to. Yeah, but what they're failing to realize is that there's a lot more of us. Than there are of them. And America is starting to see this. Yeah. They're like, we're sick of this stuff. You get to do like Gavin Newsom. My kids 
or my brother's kids go to public schools, yeah. but they had to learn at home because of the coronavirus. Gavin Newsom's kids get to go to a private school for in-person learning. Yeah, and his vineyard stayed open. And, and all this other stuff. And it's just the hypocrisy abounds. So that's why people are saying, we're not doing this anymore. All right. You know, I think we should be wrapping it up. People on live stream, thank you. People listening, thank you. You can look at us on TikTok or you can go on live stream when we're doing this live. If uh, we get more interaction on TikTok, we will take you on the podcast and we can have a nice conversation. And if you like, I mean, we're trying to get good content out there. If you like what we're saying, you like our commentary, please share it with three of your friends and family or more. We're trying to get to 10,000 so we can really do this thing right. Yeah, and before you think we're conservative or we're liberal, we're neither. We're just kind of like we're straight down the line. We're just providing the facts. Yeah, and look, let me tell you something. I'm waiting for this administration to do something really, really good so I can talk about it. But we do thank you for your support. We thank you for the Heroes Media Group for for their followers listening to us. So keep on listening to Ubaldi Reports. All right. Everybody have a good night. And have a good night.